Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited because we are sitting down with Sharon and Jordan. They are the co-founders of INH, insert name here, Hair. We chat all things hair, how to start a company, and tips and tricks on how to make your pony last long. Uh, Check it out. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm super excited to have Sharon and Jordan, the co-founders of Insert Name Here Hair. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having us. We're super excited. Um, when we were looking over, kind of cozying up and um, looking into the podcast, we we're like, oh my gosh, we have to do this. It's like so core to who we are. So super excited to be here. And I think that we um, we did a giveaway together last year and we had a sample of your guys's hair and I w- was like, I can't believe this isn't real hair like it isn't natural hair. I, it was like I was astounded by the quality. So you guys started in the industry. I kind of want to know, how did you come together, come up with this amazing idea and the explosion of success that you guys have had. Congratulations to that. Would love a little insight into, you know, your journey and background. Yeah. So um, Sharon and I actually met in college and we were in a few classes together and did like a bunch of group projects together. And that's kind of how we originally met and realized that we work super well together. And then we ended up working at ColourPop for like seven years and um, grew to like marketing director there. And our last year or two there, we really realized that we love working together and we wanted to launch our own brand. I think we always had like very entrepreneurial mindset. And we had kind of recognized that there was a white space in the hair category. There were some brands that kind of existed, but they didn't like relate to millennials or Gen Z's very well. Um, Sharon and I ourselves were really interested in like trying hair pieces and like recreating a lot of like the celebrity looks that we were seeing. And we couldn't find like hair pieces that one were like affordable. Some of them were thousands of dollars, literally for human hair ponytails. Um, so we couldn't find ones that are affordable. We were really struggling with quality. We actually did order some of them like off of Amazon and like random websites and they came in and they were just terrible. So we were like, if we're like from the beauty space and we're having such a hard time finding these pieces, then it has to be an issue that everyone is having. And hair is so transformational. It's so fun. Um, it's very much like the cherry on top to a look. And so we got really excited about the opportunity. I've always been really passionate about hair. I've had like braid bars and stuff when I was in college and, and was a nanny. I like hosted a bunch of braid bars at like birthday parties. And so it was, and it was an adjacent category to beauty and like cosmetics, but obviously cosmetics is like super saturated. And so it was kind of a, a perfect fit and it's been really fun so far. We were featured in um, the Ariana Grande In My Head music video. She wore our Alyssa ponytail, which is our really, really long ponytail. And so that was super exciting. We've since expanded from like hair pieces, like ponytails, wigs, extensions, um, into hot tools, and just recently some hair care. And we also have hair color. And so it's really just all about like transformation, like self-expression, and then also like DIY at home and accessibility. Amazing. 
So what were your first steps? Like, how did you decide? Did you guys have this idea and then leave ColourPop and then start it? Or what was the what were your first steps in starting the business without, you know, working in cosmetics without having any experience in like the hair like industry? I think what really got it going for us was meeting our third partner, Kevin. Um, so Kevin slid into our DMs and was like, what are you guys up to lately? And we we're like, oh, whoa, like, why is he reaching out to us? Um, and when we got dinner with him, he was like, hey, I really want to start a brand and I want to start it with you guys because I know what you guys did at ColourPop. So then at this point, Jordan and I had discussed and brainstormed a ton of um, business ideas um, and hair happened to be one of them. So we kind of spit it out and we're like, oh, we were thinking about the hair category. Then he went off and did this whole market research analysis with his team and came back and was like, hey, like, I think this is a really big opportunity. Like, we should look into it, blah, 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 whatever. So then we decided to launch INH and in a matter of maybe four to six months, we launched the brand. Um, and it was after probably four to six months of meeting at the Shangri-La hotel lobby. (laughs) Um, and then the, the brand was born. Oh my God. Um, and so what are some of like the, what are some tips you would give to an aspiring female entrepreneur wanting to, you know, maybe, maybe she has an idea, but isn't quite sure if she should pursue it or what's some advice you would give? The, the big one is just to like do it. If it's something that you're really passionate about and you want to try, then I think just like taking the leap because it's never going to be perfect. Like a lot of people put in a ton of time on like the initial build out and then either lose steam or like lose confidence. And I think that just starting is the hardest part. And even if you only have like, say you want to go into like a jewelry, a beaded jewelry business, which there are a lot of those right now and they're like crushing it. Um, like just make a few pieces, like put it up on the website. It doesn't have to be perfect and kind of see how it goes and, and like slowly build from there. Uh, but that would be my biggest advice. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. I think it's just, just do it. And I think a lot of people also think like they need to leave their jobs to go start a business. You don't have to leave your jobs to go start a business. You should dip your toes into it and see what, what it is. Like, check it out. Is there opportunity there? You don't know yet. Um, kind of get a feel for it. And then you'll you'll know when the time is right for you to fully leave what you're doing to go pursue this full time. And I think um, that's the the best way to approach it, Uh, especially if you don't have a ton of capital. Like Jordan and I, we're not from wealthy families. We were living off of our salaries that we built up to at that point. We're from really, really small towns. So it was a huge risk that both her and I took in order to pursue this dream. And so did you guys um, start INH while you were still working or did you make the leap first and then start the company? Yeah, we started when we were working. And then once we got got to a point where we're like, wow, this is really becoming a thing and like actually taking a ton of time and requires a lot of time and so much potential. um, We immediately (laughs) saw it. Uh, We launched the brand and we didn't tell anyone that we were involved in it. We just gifted it to people, kind of got a feel of what was going on. And immediately we saw interest and traction. Um, and that's when we made the leap. May of 2019. Yeah, a little over two years now at this point. Yeah, that is insane. So for many people, you know, maybe their first company or first venture, um, they don't see immediate success or they don't see that overnight, you know, well, not overnight, because obviously you guys had been working on it for a long time. It seems overnight to everyone else, but I know there's a lot of legwork um, behind the scenes. But what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe has tried it, but 
it isn't like the immediate success or they're not getting that instant gratification that they think that they should be getting? Um, I think that, I mean, the one thing for with Sharon and I with INH is like there, I think there were a couple like really big ex- explosive periods that have like gotten us there, like some big like level jumps. Um, but there's also been times where it's been like not great or where like sales are down or like we're having a hard time getting traction. I think there's like always like levels and it's difficult always to get to the next level, like no matter who you are. And I also think that different brands experience like hardships at different times. Like I know some brands just like skyrocket, like on launch day. And that was not INH. Like on launch day, we had like three sales, I think. And they were all family and friends. It took us like a couple months like months to get traction. I think it took like three months. And then after three months, it kind of started to have this like life of its own. And we were like, okay, like maybe there's going to be something here. And then to Sharon's point, that's when we were kind of like, okay, like we, we need to really invest like full time into this. But um, I think that if you're struggling to find traction or it's not really taking off, I think there's usually like a couple things to look at. One is like, do people, is it like a product that, that people want that like fills a need? Um, like, are you getting great reviews on what you have sold? Have you not been able to sell anything at all? Like, are your friends and family interested? Do you use the product? And I think that's like the first thing. And if that's a no, then it might mean you need to go back to the drawing board and like reassess. And that's fine. Like, I've had like four different businesses. I had a bunch through college and obviously none of them were like stellar successes because (laughs) they are not around anymore. Um, And I think that like failure is a big, everybody says this, but like it is a big part of the learning process. Like even with INH, like with the successes, there have been failures and we've learned so much from those. Like we're always like, oh my gosh, if we started over, we would do it like entirely differently. And so I think like not taking it, like something that didn't work out as a failure, but just as a learning curve is important. And then maybe you have seen some success, but you're having a hard time kind of getting to the next level. And that might mean that you need like some strategic help. So maybe that's bringing on a consultant, maybe that's bringing on an investor, but you can't expect to know how to do everything. And I think at some point, like your individual knowledge is going to tap out, doesn't matter who you are. And so like seeking out those other resources, even if it's like a friend or something that you have to pay for. But I do think like you need to be continually learning to like grow the business. Awesome. I think for me, it's just don't be scared. I remember when I first started or when we first started INH, I was like so worried about like DMing certain people, like maybe some writers or influencers, like shamelessly at that point though, I was just like, hey, love your profile. Want to send you some hair? Let me know if you're interested. And the amount of people who actually respond is crazy. And the amount of people who are willing to post without being paid is also really crazy. So I think when you have a business, like just like shamelessly put it out there. Yeah, don't be afraid because like what's the worst that's going to happen? They don't respond or they say no. Exactly. It's worth trying. Um, How do you guys work on being the best business partners? Have there been times where compromise was difficult and you need to find a different solution? Like how do you guys work together being friends and co-founders? We get this question quite often because we've been, fr- but luckily we've been fr- been friends for so long. And I think the seven years that we were at ColourPop, we were able to really duke it out and figure out each other's communication style because in the end it comes down to communication, you know, like why do fights happen? It's because one side doesn't agree with the other side and it's because the communication was lost along the way, right? So in the seven years, we were so lucky to work with each other in, in such, like we were 
basically like competitors, I guess you can say, like we were fighting each other for like the number one spot within the business. Right. Um, so we got to really work with each other. And I think I'm so grateful because I, I discovered my communication style through Jordan. Like she would come to me and be like, Hey, like what's going on with this? Like, let's talk about it. Like I never had anyone in my life who kind of <laughs> like challenged me and pressed me in that sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, communication is number one for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I think communication and trust, I think that, and that takes a lot to, a lot of time to build. Even with like our third co-founder, Kevin, it was interesting to like re-see, oh, well, that's really important. And you have to like re, it's not something that's developed overnight. So we had to like regrow it with a third partner. Um, but I think that like you have to trust that the other person is like putting in as much effort, has your back, has the brand's back. Like, is is working towards like the greater good for all of you and i think with sharon and i like she said like working together for seven years there were definitely times where we were like competitors and but then eventually we sat down and we were like this is not fun like we spend every day together like why would we like spend those days like competing like nobody even knows who does what anyway they just know that it's getting done and so we need to be like allies and i think that one of the biggest things that it taught me is when you're picking partners like pick one, one who like want to grow, who are like constantly growing. It's basically like getting married, picking your business partner. Um, and so you want somebody who like wants to grow, wants to improve, is open-minded um, and is like always down to have those really hard conversations because there is going to be a lot of them. And there's like naturally you're going to have disagreements like raising a child. Like everybody's going to have a different opinion about how the child should be raised. <laughs> Yeah, but as long as you guys are in line with the vision and like have the same ideas for the brand overall, that's like the most important thing. People ask me that all the time too because my co-founder is my husband. So <laughs> spend a different, a lot of time together balancing, you know, friendship and like marriage, but like also business. Do you guys, do you guys find balance? Like, do, are you like friends beyond business or is it like, or is like business everything? Oh my God, we're totally friends beyond business. We like, sometimes we'll get on the phone and like talk for four hours and be like, oh, okay. Like uh, just talking about life or catching up. Um, I think I am like really lucky that we can be friends outside of our, our work environment because I think that's where really the magic does happen because we are such like creative like people. And that's where a lot of our strategy comes from is when we have these outside moments um, to really reconnect our energies, I guess you could say. Awesome. Um, what brings you, what inspires you the most and motivates you the most? To like maintain motivation, inspiration, and then also prevent burnout. I think making sure that I'm always learning something new is something that I have found to be so helpful because if I feel like I'm learning, then I'm way more engaged. Like even if I have a tough day, I'm like, well, at least I learned this like big thing. And I think if you recognize that and then you're like constantly seeking it out, it kind of helps you like maintain a cadence because you're like, okay, what can I learn next? Like, what should I be taking on? And I think as a founder, you have to wear a lot of hats. And so you kind of have to have like the curiosity and like the hunger to be like trying new things or you'll kind of stall out. I think I totally agree with Jordan on that. We actually talk a lot about this and it's just self-growth and self-reflection and constantly like, almost optimizing yourself is is the approach um so there's that but i think number two is like our team our team is super green and a lot of them this is their first jobs out of college and i think a lot of them remind us 
of ourselves um, when we first started at ColourPop where they have this like fiery energy and hunger. Um, so being able to like feed that hunger and energy for them and seeing them grow and kind of guide them through like their careers and their first jobs has been very, very fulfilling. Um, and then number three is just like our community. Like we have an amazing community who's obsessed with our products and it's beyond just like transformation for them. It's like a problem solution to them. Like a lot of them are like young moms who are like, I forgot how to take care of myself. And like, I don't have time and our INH pieces save me so much time. I could get ready and I feel amazing in the mornings. Or like women who are like, oh, I'm my hair's thinning and it's been an embarrassing thing for me to talk about publicly. But like INH makes me so, feel so confident because I know that there are other women who are going through the same thing that I am. So those, I think those are the three things for sure. Amazing. And... Um, how do you promote self-expression and confidence through your products and brand? I think it's just being able to own whatever you're doing. Like if your hair is pink, own that pink hair. If you're wearing a wig, own that wig. Um, so really just not caring about what other people think and just doing it for yourself. Because when you do your makeup or you do your hair, you're your best version of yourself because you've put your energy into doing yourself up. You know what I mean? So I think just as in general, the products are transformative, but also just like free you from what other people think. I also think a big thing is like the DIY aspect of like you being able to kind of own your like transformation and like self-expression because I think historically, like a lot of these pieces are something that you have to like professionally install or you need to be like, a hairstylist and that's like, like a common thing that we hear from people is like oh I'm not a hair person or and, and then we're like you don't have to be a hair person and then on the other side once people have tried the product they're like oh my gosh like I was not a hair person like I thought that I couldn't use this and I actually can it's so easy and so I think it's like kind of empowering that once you like can play with them and you realize like oh I can like literally change up anything and it's totally in my control and I think that's like a really fun thing. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y for free shipping on any purchase. Yeah, I feel like I am not a hair person, but I really want to be. Um, when I was younger, I remember like going, well, like when I was in college or whatever, I'd go to like Sally's and like get those like clip in hair extensions or whatever. Um, but so going back to that, I remember I always had to like look for like real hair or whatever because the synthetic ones felt like actual plastic. What made you guys decide to do vegan hair and like, how were you able to like fill in that space and like what is like I feel like there's so much opaqueness around like the hair space there have been like documentaries on like I just don't know anything about that world at all is it male dominated like I don't know <laughs> one one of the things that I guess kind of like separates INH from a lot of the other hair brands is the fact that we really lean into the synthetic hair category and one of the reasons is because like it's very difficult to like I guess, order or purchase human hair ethically and confirm that it's ethical. And so that's one of the things that we were really excited about on the synthetic side is one, not only is it like way more affordable, like instead of spending a thousand dollars on a ponytail, literally, um, ours are like $50. So like 
a lot of most people can afford, you know, that like to indulge on like a $50 ponytail. And so accessibility was a big one. But then um, and also there's been a lot of modernization on like synthetic hair pieces. And like historically, it's had kind of like a bad rap. Like a lot of people don't want to wear like synthetic pieces because they think of like a mm-hmm. party city wig or like you were saying, like this like, exactly. shiny plastic hair. And obviously nobody wants that. Like hair is um, hair is such a big player in confidence. And so nobody wants to worry about like, does this look fake? Um, and that's one of the things that we were excited about is like changing the messaging around fake hair, normalizing fake hair, the the hair that the hair pieces that we have, like nobody knows, like we'll literally hand them to like a customer IRL and like, they'll feel it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is like amazing hair. And they would never know that it was. Oh yeah. I thought it was a hundred percent real. Like it felt amazing. And they're holding it. That's like holding it in your hand. And so um, I think that just like changing the messaging around that and and probably like 75% of our hair pieces are synthetic hair pieces. And that's the direction that we really want to go um, because the human hair category is just really tricky. And there's like more and more demand for like transformational hair pieces, rather that's like wigs, bangs, like buns, ponytails, extensions. Um, and there's not like an unending supply of human hair. And so that's something that we're like excited to be a part of is this kind of like transition to synthetic hair. And it's been really interesting because we pulled a lot of our customers and 75% of them have never bought hair before ever. And so we're kind of making this like whole new wave of, of customers or like, or audiences that are like comfortable with hair period. And I think a lot of that is like the DIY and accessibility um, aspect but also like going into synthetic out the gate, which is really cool. Yeah, totally. I'm going to buy some pieces and try some things out soon. Um, what inspired um, the name? Insert name here. So we actually, like Sharon was saying earlier, we used to meet at like Shangri-La all the time when we were like prepping it before we had an office space. And we were trying so hard to think of a name. And we literally almost named it a lot of crazy things because we could not think of one that we felt really resonated. One of the ones that um, somebody on our team, like our CFO, wanted to name it was Wigarella, which we felt really funny. Um, <laughs> but we decided to go with insert name here. It was literally like a middle of the night idea. We had like a cutoff where like if we can't think of this by tomorrow, we're just like going with one of these other names. And then literally right when I got home from the um, event or like dinner of us all chatting about it. Uh, I had kind of come up with the idea of insert name here. And that was the idea of it is that we knew we wanted these really transformational pieces that you could be like whoever you wanted to be. It was like very much this like expression, like, um, like alter ego aspect. And so the idea behind insert name here is that when you put on this piece or when you're getting ready, like you can be whoever you want to be. It's totally about like your individual self-expression And that's why a lot of the products as well are named like Mia or like um, literally spacing on all of the girls' names, Molly, like Bella, like any of those, because you can be like this totally new character whenever you put on these pieces. And so that's kind of how we did it. And there's also so many like fun puns that you can do with it, like insert email here, like for our hot tools, like insert wave here, insert color here. Like we wanted something that was really dynamic. And so we came up with inserting here. I love that. That's so awesome. Um, Did, you know, COVID in the past year impact your business at all? And if so, how? 
It was actually an interesting year for us because we, when COVID first happened, we were like, oh my God, this is literally the worst thing that could happen. We had this whole Coachella inspired collection lined up. Coachella got got canceled. Obviously our products are very visual. So we were super excited for that. Um, but interestingly, COVID actually helped um, our business grow. Um, and I think a big reason was because people were at home. There was this element of like escapism. I think people were bored. They wanted to try things like... People were getting ready, but not going out. Like it was kind of like this like weird trend that was happening. Um, and we saw a spike in sales um, during this period. And we also launched our uh, first hot tool during COVID and it completely popped off, which is our um, insert wave here, which is like a hair wave, like a beach waver. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting to see kind of like people's purchasing habits change during this period. But I also think a big reason is, again, what Jordan said prior is like this DIY element, like people couldn't go to the salons, like people who, were ha who had extensions installed weren't wearing extensions. We've had influencers who are these super bougie influencers who love nice things, um, emailing us, asking us for ponytails because they had to remove their, their extensions. So it was like a very interesting time. Um, where I think what people got very crafty and DIY. -y. Yeah, for sure. I can see that not being able to go to the salon, but like you still need to look nice sometimes. Um, what's your go-to hairstyle? Oh my gosh, my go-to hairstyle, Jordan already knows. It's the Lola ponytail and it's basically this very posh, swooped out teardrop ponytail. Um, and I love to wear it super high up and it just scoops around your face. My favorite product, I think mine like really varies dependent on like season or whenever we launch something new, like it's always changing. Um, but like, for example, during COVID, we had launched our Coachella collection, which was this like Casey ponytail and it had tinsel in it. And I literally loved wearing that to the grocery store at the time in sweats because it just felt like a party. Like every time I was wearing it, we were like no makeup, like very baggy sweatsuit and this like crazy tinsel pony. And I think I felt like like a pop star or something, you know, where they're like just wearing sweats. I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> right now, um, I right now, what I actually right now I have a total new favorite that has never been my favorite before, which is our Lily Pony. And it's one of our shortest ponytails and it has like these curls at the bottom and I've been wearing it as like a low pony. And I think a part of it is I just recently cut my hair and I'm still growing it back. And I just like, like the very casual put together look. It doesn't look extreme. Like it doesn't look done up at all. It just looks like slightly polished. And then I wear it low because it's just like the most casual, comfortable way to wear it. Uh, but I've been wearing that all the time. The Lola and the Lily, I gotta check it out. Um, what are some tips for long lasting style or like in order to like make your INH pieces last longer? An interesting thing about our INH ponies that Jordan um, didn't mention prior, but because they're synthetic, they're pre-styled. So the, if it has a curl, it's gonna be there forever. All you have to do is wash it and air dry it and the curls will come back. And I think that's like the best thing about having a synthetic pre-styled piece because with real human hair you have to constantly recurl it over and over again afterward right but ours is like ready to wear and looks perfect like like basically all the time um but the way to like best ma maintain your ponytails is to brush them before you put them on and brush them when you when you take them off and store them while there really isn't like much rocket science to it um but it just it like i have my ponytails from day one which was two years ago they Last yeah, it's almost a problem, actually. 
<laughs> yeah, because human hair, like Sharon said, you have to like curl, it, especially extensions, which again are so expensive. And a lot of them are like colored. So if you have blonde extensions, like all extension hair, original, all human hair extensions start off as black and then they like bleach them. So if you're like curling it and washing it, just like your normal hair, applying heat to it, it's going to get very, very damaged. But like Sharon was saying, with our synthetic pieces, since they're pre-styled, you're never applying heat. And so they almost last too long. Like as a business, we're like, you literally never need to replenish this. Like you just like if you buy this one piece, like it's going to last you for an eternity. Like really the only thing is if you get a crazy tangle. But we actually have um, like a new detangling spray that we launched that is absolutely crushing. It's literally like a miracle spray. And so if you have a brush and you have this detangling spray, like this point, it will last you the rest of your life. (laughs) <laughs> um, and what are what do you see for the future? I know you're launching new products and new categories in hair, but what are your goals and aspirations um, for INH? Um, I think our main goal is to become the one-stop shop for all things hair. So owning basically the entire cycle from like hair care to hot tools, hair pieces. Um, obviously, like we want to establish ourselves in the synthetic hair category first because th- that's like our edge. It's what really put us on the map and it's what makes us interesting. Um, but down the line, we do want to become like everything hair that you could think of. That's going to mm-hmm. be INH. I think one of the biggest things too that's really exciting that we'll be able to announce in like a month is um, going into retail. We're super, super, super excited about our new retail partner. Um, And I think that's going to be like, honestly, for me, it's like one of the most surreal things. I literally last night was like, I'm going to cry about it. It's a month away. And so I think we can't share what it is yet, but that'll be, I think, a really big, a really big moment. That's so exciting. And to take a little bit of a turn, we're a jewelry company. So we always want to ask everyone, you know, jewelry can be very sentimental. It can also help, you know, style and transform your look. What are some of your go-to pieces um, for your looks and why? I'm a huge jewelry person. I am obsessed. Like, it's actually really weird that I'm not wearing any jewelry right now because usually I'm like all rings, necklace, like earrings, like tennis bracelets. Like I'm big on jewelry. Uh, but I love hoops. I freaking, I wear hoops like every day. Um, I also have like second piercing. So any like little, like very, I, I think for the second piercing, I love something that has like a big personality aspect. Like usually lately I've been having this like snake clasp that, or I guess like snake cuff that I think is just so cute. Um, and Sharon has a really cute one. She has like a carrot in her second piercing right now because her like nickname is bunny. And so it's like, a bunny piercing. Um, but I also love like stacking necklaces and I love stacking rings as well. I have like these three silver rings that I wear. You can't see them, but like one on my pointer, middle and index finger. Is that the name of these fingers? Um, or ring finger, ring finger. Um, and I wear them like all day, every day. And then I'll usually like stack other rings on top of them. And I also have a, a two tennis bracelets that I wear quite a bit. So I love all of them. Tennis bracelets are very in right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find them small enough for my wrist though, but yeah. I know, same. We have to like always remove like diamonds from mine because I have a really small wrist, but then you have diamonds to make other things with. <laughs> love that. Um, I think for me, I love jewelry as well too. Um, I love earrings. I love necklaces, but I'm not as big of a jewelry fanatic as Jordan is for sure. Um, but I, whenever I do find something, I'll just like wear it until it dies. Um, but two things that I am probably like that mean the most to me, um, I'm actually wearing right now, which is an oyster 
necklace that Jordan actually gifted for my birthday. And it's because we always say like the world is our oyster. We could do whatever we want to do and be whatever we want to be. So there's this. And then I have a cross necklace that my dad gifted to me before he passed away that like obviously means a lot. And um, in like the Asian culture, you always say like people are like watching over you or they're like signs um, with like animals or like you know how it is in the Asian culture. Um, so the necklace obviously really means a lot to me in that sense because I feel like I'm like carrying a piece of him throughout like my life. Oh my God, I love that. It can be like so sentimental. And that's a really sweet gift to give too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like scared to wear it because I'm, I'm worried I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> no, if you're wearing it, like it's, it's fine, it's safe. Awesome. Oh my God, I love that. Um, well, it was so great chatting with you guys. I'm so excited for what is to come and to find out the big news. Um, can you tell everyone any like calls to actions, where they can follow, where they can purchase and look out for all the new stuff? Yeah, for sure. Follow us on insert name here. You can find our products at www.inhhair.com. If you guys have any questions about color matching or pro- questions about products, just DM us and we have a team um, who's 24 seven responding to DMs, so don't be shy and come say hello. It was so much fun sitting down with Sharon and Jordan. I loved hearing about their journey from starting their company and all the success they've had. If you guys could rock one pony for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Let me know.